uctoday.com. Hello and welcome to the Microsoft Monthly Edition of Out Loud. As always, Microsoft have been busy this month and June has produced several updates and bits of news for us to cover off. Tom, our Buthnot from Modality Systems, is our Microsoft expert and as usual, he joins me on the pod to talk me through all the news and also explain all the bits I don't understand. Have a listen. Good afternoon, Tom. How are you this month? Yeah, good, Patrick. Good, thanks. How are you? I'm, I'm not too bad. I'm slightly nasally as I, I've caught the classic British summer cold, but but not too bad. I shouldn't complain. Yeah, it's all your, it's all your jet setting, mate, around all the events. That's the problem. Too much travel. Yeah, too much travel and, and too much fun weakening my immune system. But obviously we've reached nearly, nearly the end of June and time flies when you're having so much fun. Uh, and it's time for another Microsoft Teams and Skype for Business monthly update. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, been a few things going on this month where coming up to kind of end of uh, second quarter, calendar second quarter, so there should be more bits and pieces dropping, but even since we last spoke, there's two or three new bits of information that, uh, if you're interested in Skype business and teams, are worth knowing about. And as usual, you have compiled those into an excellent running order for the podcast for me, without me having to do any, any preparation work, apart from opening your blog, which is pretty much the only, the only prep, prep work I do. So, <laughs> so the first... The, the first thing that I, I wanted to get onto, and I, I know you thought it was quite interesting from your perspective, is, is teams in the US government tenants. Now, I, I wouldn't have thought that that was any particular news, but what's the particular angle on that? Yeah, it's interesting. So most people think Office 365 is Office 365 and all the features are the same, but actually there are different types of tenants um, and even different ways to buy those tenants, and those impact what features are available to you. And one of the the most secure, arguably, or kind of the, the highest option um, is, is government specific, where they have specific governmental requirements. So there's a specific type of tenant called government community cloud, and there are additional uh, security standards and ratification services have to go through to get deployed in that type of tenant. And for quite a long while, Teams hasn't been available in those tenants. It did. It was originally on the roadmap for Q1 2018. It now uh, is on the roadmap for Q3 2018. But um, I've now got the news that it will be available on uh, July 19th. So what that means is, is that that Teams as a service has passed all those different additional kind of government security tech, specifically US government, um, to be a service in those tenants. And I suppose those those were all probably compliance related in security and compliance related in that sense. Yeah, some of that stuff is not about making necessarily feature changes to meet those requirements. It's just it takes a period of time to go through all those ratification tests. So it's not necessarily that it wasn't secure yesterday, it's more secure today. It's not really that. But it's a good rubber stamp of like the way Microsoft run the service is secure enough to meet all the, the government standards for government community cloud. And I suppose that's pretty big news for, for teams specifically as well, because that potentially opens up, I mean, I'm assuming that US government market is, you know, a pretty big 365 customer. And there's a whole new world of teams users there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think government is one of those areas where actually collaboration is generally in desperate need, like not just the US, but worldwide, you know, there's lots of duplication and, and red tape and kind of process stuff so any opportunity to streamline that increase communications particularly across departments and across different you know teams within government departments but also across government departments i think there's a good good opportunity there for government customers to make the most of it and, and i suppose they 
it probably varies from you know department to department, area to area in terms of when teams might be rolled out. That's a completely separate issue, isn't it? But at the moment now they actually have the compliance and capability of doing it. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. It's not. It's not that it will instantly, you know, everyone instantly will turn it on. But for the first time in in towards the end of July, they'll have the option to turn it on. Uh, there are some minor things that have been uh, made unavailable. So if you're in Government Community Cloud, it's worth checking out um, the documentation on my blog post. It's really kind of things like um, call recording, meeting call recording at the moment isn't in because that uploads to a service called Microsoft Stream, which is like their kind of corporate YouTube. So that's a future um, requirement for Government Community Clouds. Emailing into a channel because of the way the current architecture works, which is you go to a generic global email service and then to the team, that isn't available. So there are some little features that are either going to have to be re-architected or coming soon, but the vast majority of the core functionality will be there and certainly plenty to get value out of. So so, so that's pretty big news. Ne next up on the list was something that I thought would have already been available. So Microsoft have a, a, a product called the Surface Hub, which is effectively... I'm not sure what the what the technical term is, but it's a it's it's effectively a big Microsoft Surface, isn't it? You know, for for boardrooms and interactive collaboration. And, and Teams is now available on the Surface Hub. Yeah, yeah. So it's one of those things you think um, Microsoft is one company, everything comes out at the same time. But obviously, it's a a very very big company with different technologies developing at different paces. So the 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 plan is to unify all that. But as always, things come out at different times. And one of the gaps for a long while has been Microsoft have a really popular kind of interactive collaboration hub, as you say, like a interactive whiteboard, but also apps and video and things like that. And that supported Microsoft uh, Skype for Business, but didn't support Teams. You could load Teams in a web browser on it, have some real limited functionality, but it didn't have an app. But now in preview, and it is preview, so you need to be on the Windows Insider program, there is a dedicated app to make the Surface Hub make team phone calls, do team collaboration, all those kind of things. So that's a really important piece of Microsoft's story is having teams available across PCs, Macs, mobile, now the Surface Hub and soon their their room systems as well. And as you said, those Surface Hubs have, have been really popular um, globally. So, so, that, so that's a big thing. In terms of it being on the Windows Insider program at the moment, how long does that usually mean before it's going to be sort of generally available? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it varies, but um, you're, you're typically talking, you know, at the outer limit kind of months, not not years. So, like, it, it, it should be imminent. But usually what we'll see is enterprises will have multiples of these devices. So they'll put one or two on to test it out, give feedback to Microsoft. If Microsoft are happy, the quality bar's there then it will move from preview to GA and it will just be an option to install on your Surface Hub. So if you've got Surface Hubs at the moment and you're, and you're using Teams in general within the organisation, within a few months you're probably going to be able to, to fully use Teams with, with the full functionality on your Hub. Yeah, and the new Surface Hub, Surface Hub 2, is, is coming in, I think it's 2019. And that's, a, again, if you're in that ecosystem of a large enterprise needing to collaborate, that's looking really exciting. It's a, a new form factor, has a portrait mode. You can tile multiples of them together. And that has a 4K video camera on it as well. So clearly, I think it's going to be part of the the Teams hero eco experience to have those Surface hubs running Teams, have the desktops running Teams, have the room systems, have the mobiles, have that complete ecosystem story down. 
Yeah, and I, I have had to play on the version one, and I'm sure you have as well. And they are they are a really snazzy bit of kit. So, so yeah, that's, they, that's they, they, they 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 do get taken up. with The companies that we have that use them use them really heavily. So if they catch on and they're culturally correct, and it is about standing around the board and sharing. So for example, um, engineering teams that have you know two different locations when they're all standing at the, the service hub on either location it does feel like a very inclusive experience it's nice so that matches up perfectly well with, with the ethos of teams as a collaboration tool so that so that that all makes perfect sense N next up on on the list was um a bit more detail on the on the Teams compatible phones that have, uh, are being developed by third parties. Yeah, yeah, just to kind of, uh, I noticed that Yealink, who are one of the certified providers for Skype for Business, um, just got another phone added to their Skype for Business certification. So they're now up to 10 different phones that are supported for Skype for Business. But it kind of relit the conversation a little bit about, well, what's the plan for Teams? And so what we know so far is that there will be uh, teams certified specific phones that have a new teams experience and those will be android based phones and microsoft will provide an application to the phone providers to install over the top if you like so polycom will be providing those audio codes will be providing those and yaylink will be providing those and this is one of these um, certified phones so the new one from yaylink is the cp960 which is a conference phone because it's already android based it's certified for skype business today but it will be certified for Microsoft Teams as well. So we're starting to see a generation of phone where potentially, even if you're a Skype business shop today, if you start investing in those phones, you could later flip them over to Teams and have the full Teams experience. Oh, so that's going to be quite a useful thing in terms of in terms of that potential shift from from Skype to Skype for business teams. Yeah, so it, makes, it makes the investment a bit easier now because if you're if you're investing anyway, you'd invest one that would do both just to hedge your bets. Um, the the existing Skype for business certified phones will still work with Microsoft Teams through a gateway, so you'll still be able to make and receive calls. But the new Teams-specific phones will have things like Cortana built in and some of the, um, the, you know, the new kind of intelligence features that have been talked about at the various shows. Oh, that's what that's what I was just going to ask. So I, I said I, I tested one previously, and I just wanted to see what the difference would be. So you'll effectively get that full Teams UI and functionality as well. Yeah, absolutely. The Teams UI is a big deal just for consistency's sake. Like it looks the same as my machine, which is nice. But things like the um, Enterprise uh, Connect, they demoed picking up a handset and talking to Cortana to set up a conference call. So, you know, conference call with Patrick and Rob, and it will know who the most likely Patrick and Rob are based on my interactions on Office 365 and just drag us all into a conference call. That's the kind of stuff you're only going to get on a, a new Teams certified phone. That makes perfect sense. Uh, and f finally on the list, and I, I can't help but admit, Tom, I did snigger slightly when I saw this, which probably says a lot more about my maturity level than, than the news, is the... And also, I thought this probably already would have been available. But in terms of on a Microsoft calling plan in Teams or Skype for Business, it, for, say for a perfectly legitimate business reason, I wanted to call a premium rate number. I wasn't previously able to do that. Yeah, so this is an interesting one. So this is, um, yeah, it's a funny one to blog, actually. Microsoft sell calling plans. So... I can buy Skype for Business or Teams from Microsoft in Office 365, and I can either connect my own carrier, my BT, my Level 3, my AT&T, or I can, in, in 10 countries, buy the phone service, my phone number, 
and my ability to make calls directly from Microsoft. But one of the interesting gaps is you can't dial premium rate numbers on most of those countries. So initially that sounds a bit funny, you know, well, premium rate numbers are usually associated with uh, you know, slightly dubious services that, that people dial up. Uh, I'm assuming you know more than me about that, Patrick. But, um... Yeah, that is my area. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, so like there's that and why would a business want to dial them? But actually there are some premium rate numbers that some businesses need to dial. So for example, um, I think the US Embassy in the UK is on a premium rate number, which is odd, but like it is. Um, and also there's some things like um, real-time translation uh, people that will translate in, in a conference in real time for you that charge through premium rate services. <laughs> so at the moment, if you're in uh, France, then you've got full premium rate dialing and the way that's charged is just per minute like any other service. In the UK, you can dial what are called shared cost numbers, but you can't dial premium rate. So shared cost is the sort of 0845 uh, type number, just putting up my blog here. Yeah, they're called business rate in the UK lingo, but basically the 0843, 0844, 0845, seven pence a minute type numbers but you can't dial true 0809 premium rate numbers. And then in all other countries at the moment, there's no support for shared cost or premium rate dialing. So it's just, just one to watch if you, again, all this stuff always comes back down to map out your business requirements, but mapping out your business requirements, if you do have requirements, and this is an easy one to look for, because you just look through your previous call records to see whether you're hitting any of those services for legitimate reasons. And um, if you're moving to Microsoft's cloud calling, then that might be one of something you want to have a careful look at. Yeah, it's pro probably worth being aware of who in your organization is calling premium rate numbers, and if it is for a legitimate <laughs> Yes, yes, there are, two, there are two reasons why this is important to look at. But uh, yes, in this case, it's for business requirements, but the other one is uh, you may want to block them if they're being called today for uh, illegitimate reasons. But, but you make a really good point, and obviously, as I said, I sniggered at this slightly, but it seems strange that up until now, businesses weren't able to do that. Well, as you said, there are perfectly legitimate premium rate numbers that people have to call and that is a slight hindrance effect yeah usually what you do in a, so in a normal skype for business deployment on premises you'd usually block those by default as well to be honest but then there might be a business reason to make an exception you know someone in accounting uses a translation translator to talk with the india team this is the service number we're going to selectively enable that so and i think microsoft are open to feedback here so if you are a customer looking at calling plans and you have that requirement absolutely it's not a technical impossibility because they've already done it in france they've already done it partially in the uk so i think it'll be business demand led if customers come and say they want calling plans but they need premium rate i'm sure that's a bar that could shift um, with all this stuff in the cloud it's constantly evolving so i guess just get your feedback in if you have that requirement absolutely so well i think that pretty much uh, pretty much wraps up all the news for june yeah i think i think we've hit all the highlights there there's a few little uh feature pieces here and there that have cropped in. So uh, Visio editing in Microsoft Teams cropped in um, as a new feature. But certainly in terms of big drop features, as we end the uh, kind of second quarter, hopefully, you know, through end of July and August, we should start seeing some uh, bigger features drop, which will be interesting to talk about. And, and as always, if any of the listeners want more information, your blog, tomtalks.co.uk, uh, I think you've been surprisingly detailed on, on the numbers and your knowledge of the 0900 numbers in the UK is, is pretty extensive on that blog. 
Yeah, my, it's, it's my external brain, to be honest. So it's, 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 I'm glad it's useful to people, but it's slightly selfish in that I get asked these questions. Yeah, that was a customer requirement. They're going global calling plans. They asked the question. I had to go and dig out the answer. And, and luckily, you know, from the various people we know at Microsoft through Modality and through, you know, MVP and different bits and pieces, once I get those answers, I try and blog them to just make it easier. So, uh, yeah, if it's useful to people, uh, tomtalks.uk or tomtalks.blog redirects to it. And uh, as always, open to kind of feedback and questions. Uh, if you've got any questions or want to talk about either on the blog or on the show, um, just reach out via Twitter, LinkedIn, or the blog. Brilliant. And what, what have you got planned uh, for, for, for July, Tom? Anything exciting Microsoft-related? Yeah, no, I was just saying, actually, it's relatively uh, slow going as far as summer and travels go. Already getting started up for plans for Microsoft Ignite in September. So just looked uh, hotel and accommodation for that. That's going to be a really good week. But it tends to be around July and August, things ramp down as far as uh, customer travel and events go. So just looking forward to spending a bit more time uh, in the office and at home and uh, getting some of the actual work done when we're not going to all these shows. Me, me too, me too. But we, we should be grateful for our you know, chance to catch up on the web. Well, Tom, as usual, thanks so much for the update and uh, we will catch up next month. Yep, cheers, Patrick. Talk soon. Big thanks to Tom, as always, for coming onto the podcast. As we mentioned, his blog with loads more detail is tomtalks.uk. There's also loads more information on Teams and Skype for Business on the UC Today website. That's uctoday.com. So take a look there if you need more information. That's it for this month's update. If you like the podcast, please don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please leave an overly positive review. Either way, thanks for listening.